Another fiscal year, another quarter, and a whole lot of in-game purchases. That is the quick summary of the most recent earnings report from EA that has entailed the fourth quarter of fiscal year 21, as well as some generalized data from the whole fiscal year. However, if you want to go a little deeper down the hole, then let's take a look at the data from the fourth quarter and the whole fiscal year to get an idea what we can maybe expect from Electronic Arts moving forward into fiscal year 22. This week on the Video Games Podcast. In fiscal year 21, EA reported record net revenue, record net bookings, which is basically all physical games sold in, plus all digital purchases, and record operating cash flow, all of which is very impressive without much in the way of big releases. Although, somehow, EA was able to release 14 new titles in fiscal year 21, including the only truly notable title from Q4 being It Takes Two, and as part of the EA Originals titles, it was very nice to see Hazelight announce that their excellent co-op game was able to sell over a million copies. Electronic Arts was also able to return approximately $800 million to shareholders, which is done in either one of two ways. And the first is by paying dividends to shareholders based on positive stock performance, which usually happens a few times per fiscal year. And the second is by repurchasing their own stock, increasing the value by removing stock available for the purchase on the open market. And essentially, this makes each share more valuable as they become less watered down. And I don't remember seeing EA repurchase a large amount of their stocks back, which makes me think that this is referring to paying dividends. Out of the other 13 games that they released in the fiscal year, you have the usual suspects including Madden, FIFA, and NHL, but EA also counts three expansions for The Sims 4 as new releases, which is quite strange that they don't count other things like Seasons for Apex Legends as new releases also. And there were also two new remasters including Need for Speed Hot Pursuit as well as Command & Conquer Collection, and for all the new titles, you have Rocket Arena, Star Wars Squadrons, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, in addition to It Takes Two. Most people wouldn't label these games as titles that are moving the needle or must-buys, but based on the record-setting fiscal year in many areas, it just doesn't matter to EA. More proof that new titles matter less and less from EA, is that live services accounted for a little over $1.3 billion out of a total of $1.49 billion in Q4 sales. This means that in-game purchases like cosmetics, battle passes, and FIFA Ultimate or any sports Ultimate related purchases are responsible for over 87% of their total revenue. And according to EA, these figures were driven by Apex Legends and FIFA Ultimate. FIFA Ultimate being a large driver of those financials doesn't come as a surprise, but for some reason, Apex Legends being a large part does. It seemed that Apex Legends left the spotlight for Battle Royales after its release window with stalwarts like Fortnite and newcomers like Warzone taking up all of the attention. It's now clear that Apex Legends has carved out a niche for itself and Respawn is standing behind their product. Just recently, with the launch of one of the new seasons, was a permanent 3v3 arena mode that was implemented along the lines of Counter-Strike with purchasing being done before each round. 
There is also proof that Apex Legends is succeeding quite well, and that was the news that Apex Legends has now crossed a billion dollars in sales since its release back in early 2019. So in two years, Apex Legends, a free-to-play game, has made just over a billion dollars and is likely only going up from here with new additions and more players joining every season. Fiscal Year 21 was nearly double the sales of Fiscal Year 20 for Apex Legends. Rounding out the rest of the financials, the net revenue for the fourth quarter was $1.346 billion, which exceeded the estimate of $1.317 billion, and this resulted in a $0.26 cent earnings per share increase as opposed to the estimate of $0.07 cents per share loss. And as we now know, live service games accounted for a lot, leaving full game sales only accounting for around 10% of total sales, and breaking down those figures even farther, digital full game sales accounted for 62%, which is up 13% when accounting for 49% in fiscal year 20. EA was in perfect position to take advantage of people being stuck at home while isolating as well as having a great free-to-play option in the form of Apex Legends. And it is clearly evident that although getting these people in the ecosystem for free is an upfront development cost that isn't initially recouped, it seems to lead to greater purchasing. Looking to the current and upcoming fiscal year 2022, which started at the beginning of April, EA is expecting an even greater year than last with $6.8 billion in total revenue. And this forecast is substantially higher than fiscal year 21, which had a total revenue of $5.629 billion. And I think there are many reasons for the increase in revenue from year to year, especially in a year when the vaccine is starting to roll out and some people are going to start venturing outside and to other activities other than just video games. As mentioned in the earnings report, they are expecting Apex Legends to continue to show substantial growth and all of the EA Sports titles, according to EA, are designed for next-gen console platforms, including FIFA, Madden, NHL, and PGA, which is hopefully going to bring some significant changes to the sports titles that have only shown incremental differences over the past handful of years. In addition to these, the acquisition of Codemasters is likely going to lead to many new sports titles, including F1 2021 that is due out in Q2 and PGA, unrelated to Codemasters, that is due out in Q4 that can hopefully be a return to the form from the studio that was behind the famous Tiger Woods Golf Series that ran from 99 to 2013. And finally, the major reason for the increase in sales is Battlefield 6. It's obvious that there are a lot of hopes riding on Battlefield right now and EA is making sure that this franchise doesn't miss the Q3 window that they're scheduling it to ship in. And that means that releasing Battlefield between the start of October and the end of December is crucial to the series and crucial to EA. And not only will this be the first Battlefield since Battlefield 5 in 2018, which will be three years for a series that was pretty close to an annual release window prior to this hiatus, but EA have also delayed Need for Speed from 2021 into 2022 so that they could transfer Criterion onto the series to make sure that Battlefield 6 is complete. 
EA is very aware of the reputation that they have for closing down beloved studios like Pandemic and Visceral and focusing only on their major sports titles and Battlefield series. And in an interview with Polygon, Laura Mille said that there is no way that we would have made a decision like this without including Criterion. They've worked on Battlefronts, they've worked on Battlefields, and they have a really tight, close collaborative relationship with DICE. I'm really confident that this is going to be a positive win for them. It would be ignorant not to expect EA and Battlefield to try to take the Call of Duty approach with Warzone and offer a free-to-play Battle Royale even though nothing has been announced yet. Criterion being removed from the need for speed to focus on Battlefield does lend a good amount of weight to this theory though as they have solely developed the only Battle Royale mode that Battlefield has ever seen which was Firestorm that was released as part of Battlefield 5 but likely floundered due to the underperformance of Battlefield 5. Part of EA's forecast is that full game sales for the fiscal year will account for around 40% of total sales with about $2 billion when compared to the slightly over 10% from fiscal year 21. And this will likely be driven by new players that will be picking up the next generation sports titles for systems that haven't seen many releases yet. Mass Effect Legendary Edition will likely sell well and obviously the major franchise release of Battlefield 6. With what looks to be minimal releases in the fall across the gaming landscape, and if EA can deliver on some of these experiences throughout the fiscal year, including meaningful changes to a few of their sports titles, if PGA can make a return to form, and most importantly, if Battlefield 6 can win back fans of the series as well as attracting new players away from other shooters, then EA looks to have a good chance at exceeding their expectations. The report also notes that they are only showing the titles that have been announced so far and with only 8 titles on the docket for fiscal year 2022, it is likely that we are going to see a few other titles that have been unannounced, especially when compared to the 14 titles that they released in fiscal year 21, even if that included expansions to their existing titles. Most of the curtain will be unveiled at the just announced EA Play Live, which is scheduled to take place on July 22nd. EA has hinted on social media that Battlefield will be revealed in June, possibly during E3, but likely earlier, and on their own terms with a deep dive for the game, possibly happening at EA Play Live, alongside, hopefully, a few other pleasant surprises, most likely, and maybe we will even get a little more information about the infamous Skate 4 that still haunts their social media. That's all for the Video Games Podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the earnings reports as much as I like digging into them. And if you haven't subscribed, please consider doing so. And remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Mm-hmm.